Welcome to the Evolve Podcast, where I explore my tips and tools to help you truly evolve. My name's Jodie Michelle Perry, and it's an absolute pleasure to be your host today. So welcome, Chris, to the show. It's I'm honoured to have you here. I love what you do. I love your slogan, The Employment King. Um, and, you know, having a HR background for nearly two decades now, it really does start for many people at the job interview. And I know that's where a lot of people get stuck. And so when we connected about the opportunity for you to share your wisdom, I was so grateful. I think this podcast is going to be so powerful for many people and just open up opportunities that they never thought possible or, or know that there is a way. Um, so I, I'm covered in goosebumps for real. I just cannot wait for you to share your wisdom. I'm so grateful for you to come today and to be speaking to me 3 a.m. your time. So if that doesn't, you know, talk about how passionate you are about helping people, I don't know what is. So welcome to the show. Hi, Jodie. And thanks for having me down here. I really appreciate you inviting me to your show and speaking to me all the way from Australia. I'm really excited to be here today. Oh, you're most welcome. And so I know a little bit about you and I'd love to learn more. And, and look, let's give the listeners an understanding of who you are, Chris, and, and what you do. Could you do that for us? Well, I used to see myself as a dyslexic loser because when I was in high school, I was dyslexic. I struggled to read. I struggled to write. I also had a terrible list, so I struggled to speak as well. Like the fundamentals of getting on in life, reading, writing and speaking, I struggled with. So uh, I left school with no qualifications and I just thought I was going to have no career opportunity. Uh, I was going to have like, this like limiting life. I was never going to be successful. And I ended up working in like low paid, low skilled jobs. And there was just something inside me where I just had a passion for helping people. I always wanted to help people. So I used to volunteer with like scout groups and youth groups uh, and taking disabled adults like rock climbing and hiking. I think always I was just naturally good with people because because I had a list, I, I struggled to speak. So I got embarrassed about speaking. So I'd be dead quiet. So people used to talk to me and tell me their problems because I was a great listener. I was just scared of speaking and embarrassing myself. Yeah. But anyway, I, I leave school with no qualifications. And guess how much I get paid on my first job, Jodie? I get paid £1 an hour. £1 an wow. hour for my first job before minimum wage. That's crazy, that, isn't it? Um, yes. So I'm getting this low-skilled, low-paid job, doing the volunteering, and then I get this amazing lucky break. I get a chance to learn how to drive a forklift truck. <laughs> this is my lucky break in life. Yeah, and yeah. The reason, it's a lucky, the reason this is a lucky break is because I'm on this forklift truck course and I'm dyslexic, so the, the positive spin on that is you're a kinesthetic learner. So I'm great learning by doing some on the truck and driving it for the chicane, lifting up the pallets, putting them down, reversing back out. I am the king of that yeah. truck, I'm so good on that truck. But my colleagues are like really nervous because they see this like big beasty machine, like it's dead scary, it's got all this smoke coming out of it. They're terrified and they're crashing into the pallets. They're nearly like running over the instructor, reverse back out into the building. They, you know, they're not in a good place. Yeah. The instructor says to me, Chris, you're gonna pass your course. And then looks at my colleagues and goes, you're going to fail. This guy was not a motivational speaker. <laughs> so my colleagues get like more nervous and more anxious. So I go over to him and I teach him this like visualization technique uh, that I did with the adults when they was um, scared of doing the rock climbing. Yeah. And it was amazing for something just clicked in the mind. They got on a truck, dead confident, drove for this came, lit up the pallet, put it back down, reverse out and passed their faultless truck test. Yes. Now this wasn't the thing that changed my life. 
12 months later, the guy who taught me to drive a forklift truck comes back to my workplace to see me. And he's like, Chris, do you know who I am? I was like, yeah, you're the forklift truck guy, aren't you? He goes, Chris, I needed to come see you because every team meeting we have each month, we always talk about you. We call you the magic whisperer. I was like, what? He goes, I always remember when your colleagues were really nervous and anxious and you went over to him and whispered something to him. And then he got in the truck and was really, really confident. We, we just always talk about the magic whisper in our team meetings. I was like, wow, that's amazing. But why did you come all the way down here to tell me that? He goes, well, we've got a great opportunity. We're expanding the team and we want to hire more for the truck instructors. And we just keep thinking about you. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is like, you know, that life moment where yeah. something's going to happen. And I'm going to be like, this is going to turn the corner for me. And he goes, the course to be a the truck instructor costs £3,000. Oh, you know, I'm on like, I'm on like two or three pound an hour now, so I'm doing yeah. quite well, but I've got a 30 pound in bank account. I'm eating beans and toast from a tea, you know, I'm not in a place to, to have 3,000 pounds for this course. And he reads this on my face. I think it's a trick as well. I think I'm going to pay 3,000 pound, pass the course, and there won't be a job there. It's like a big con. And he says, no, 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 we're going to pay for your course. We're going to support you. We're going to mentor you because we can see that you're passionate about helping people. And I remember in that moment thinking, you know what, should I give up this opportunity because I can stay doing these low-paid, low-skilled warehouse jobs and just be comfortable in that normal routine. Yeah. Taking the opportunity, I might fail, I might make mistakes, I might get it wrong. And I thought, no, no, don't have that attitude. It's time to change your life. And I grabbed yes. that opportunity. And Jordan, for me, success comes from being passionate about something, something yes. and then taking the opportunities when they present themselves. Yes, 100%. Amazing. So tell us about you today. Fast forward. You're talking yeah, so to me in Australia forward. on my show. Yeah, so <laughs> now um, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping people become more confident. Yeah. And the, one of the biggest areas you need to be confident is when speaking in front of other people. So public speaking, going to parties. But the main one is job interviews, to be successful in a job interviews. So I now help people to uh, pass job interviews by getting them to be more confident uh, but also teaching them the three rules for a successful job interview. Mm, that sounds so powerful because, you know, we had a quick little talk on the show and then I had to pause us because I felt like we would do the whole show offline. But I'm just so passionate about helping people best they can be, you know, as an evolution coach. And, and as we were saying before the show, that it's often the critical step is the next step in their career or the next role or launching that business. And to... You know, imagine living life without that barrier, which is possible for us all, but many of us don't feel that when they're going, getting ready for the interview or I can't get for that job because, oh, I don't know how I'll present myself or what if I look like a goose or all the fears that come up or, you know, the time before that. So, wow, that must be very rewarding work. It's amazing. The, the biggest barrier is rejection. We're, we're tribal people. We grew up, um, our ancestors in tribes, we belong in teams, we belong in groups. You know, that's why we live in towns and cities because we like to be together. Mm. But to be together, you need to fit into that group, that team or that tribe, don't you? But when yes. you put yourself on the line, you might be rejected because you're now in front of this other, this group, this team, these people who are going to, you know, say, we accept you or we reject you. So what you can do is just hide away in the background, never put yourself out there so you never get rejected. But a job mm -hmm. interview, you're putting yourself out there. So we fear that so much. We fear being told you're not good enough for us. But if you get over that, if you become more self-confident, if you evolve yourself so your self-esteem 
rises, you'll put yourself in front of more people and people have to respond positively to people who step out, to people who talk up, to people who have a little bit of confidence within themselves. So this fear comes back to being rejected by other people. Mm, so true. So if I asked you, like, what would it be like if I contacted you and say, hey, I've got this big thing coming up. I don't even think I can do this interview. I've just got the piece of paper. I've just got an email that says, hey, Jody, we'll see you at 9 o'clock on Monday. And I'll freak it out. Like, what would it, what, you know, how would you work with me? What is, can you describe the work that you do? So there's two things I do. So one is get people to be more confident. And one is teach people how to structure their interview answers. And there's a couple of rules that you can follow to make it that, that easy. But uh, what I'll do, I'll demonstrate on you now live, Jodie. So I will oh, do live okay. because it might go wrong, which is always really, really exciting. You know, don't, don't be afraid to be rejected. Just go for things. Ooh, so I've I'll got teach that feeling of anxiety technique. already. Yeah. <laughs> See, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? We always get a little bit anxious. So Jodie, do you have something that makes you really scared, really fearful, something that makes you anxious or, pho- or a phobic? You have to tell us what it is, but have you got something that makes you scared or worried? Yeah, heights. Oh, heights. Okay, perfect. So I want you to imagine yourself being at heights. And on a scale of one to 10, when you think about being at a height, with 10 being the worst and one being you're calm and confident, where are you on that scale? Nine. Nine, so really, really high. So audience members listening to this now, I'm going to do a step-by-step process with Jodie, but you do it for your own fear and your own anxiety. Just follow these steps and it will work really good for you. So Jodie, uh, just the first question is, when you think about being at heights, do you see it as like a movie so you can see things, you know, the wind, you can feel the wind, you, you're at a high, or is it like a still picture? Uh, it's a still image of the drop. Yeah, so, but do you kind of imagine it from your own perspective or do you yes. kind of like see yourself in it? Yeah, yeah. So this is really common when people are phobic about something. They kind of see it being live, it's moving, they, they can feel the wind or whatever, they can feel the anxiety inside themselves. Yeah. So the first thing I want you to do, John, I want you to get that far. I want you to push it out your head so you can mm-hmm. imagine it floating in front of you and just nod your head yep. and you can do that. Okay, yeah, everyone listen to this, do that with your fear, your anxiety. Push it in front of you so you can see it floating. Mm-hmm. And I want you to pause it so it becomes a still picture. Yep. I want you to drain the colour from it so it becomes mm-hmm. black and white. So you're looking at a stilled black and white picture. And yeah. Jodie, you might have been to an art gallery before where you see the old paintings in the big wooden or iron frames. I want you to put your picture in the big, thick wooden or iron frame. Yeah. And just, we're not, we're not finished yet, but uh, just now on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel with 10 being the worst, one being you're more calm and more confident? Maybe about a six. Yeah, so it's come down by two already in like 10 seconds. That's absolutely amazing. So everyone listening to this now, I want you to imagine that I've got this magic power and I can put my hand all the way through the audio, all the way through the screen. I'm going to take hold of your black and white still picture. I'm going to take hold of it. I'm going to push it further and further away. So it becomes smaller and smaller. So further and further, so it's smaller and smaller. So it's the size of a postcard. And then further away still, so it's the size of a stamp. I mean, it's the size of a stamp, Jody. How do you feel now? Me, I know. Yeah, and let too. it go further and further and further. So it's a dot on the horizon, and then just let that go. Because yeah. what we think about, we feel. So if we imagine ourselves being anxious and nervous and terrified, we'll feel anxious, nervous, and terrified. But if you remove that thought, you then remove that associated feeling. So I love that technique. But it's simple, mm. isn't it? 
get scared before a job interview, just a reception, push the picture away. Get scared at being heights as you're walking up a hill, just push that picture away. And that starts yeah. to calm you down and relax you. And you can do a lot of things from that stance of being more mm. calm and more yes. confident. So that's one technique that I do more in depth from my clients uh, when they come to see sure. me about job interview fears. Yeah, that's awesome. And so structuring the interview questions so you have a bit of a flow there and then reducing the fears and then those two things together, um, powerful combination. Yeah, so there's three rules to passing a job interview. So rule number one is identifying the job criteria. So that means you know what you should be talking about. So that, that includes stuff like the culture of the company, their values and their mission, uh, and understanding the job role. So, you know, most questions about the job duties. The second one is be a self-promoter. In yes. England, especially, we're so reserved. Like, we hate saying we're great, we're wonderful, we're amazing. But in the job, you have to tell people yes. how wonderful, how great, how amazing you are. Give best day examples. Talk about, you know, times when you was the king or queen of that job or where you made a massive difference uh, in that role. And the third one is, and you do this really well, Julie, is communicate with confidence. So that doesn't mean um, just being confident inside yourself, even though that massively helps. Like if you listen to the way Jodie talks, Jodie's got a very calm talk, her pace is slow, this pauses, uh, she's got a nice rhythm to her voice. That all helps me as a listener, like want to hear more about what Jodie's talking. Hopefully uh, with my voice, I try and get people to feel excited because I'll talk faster and, and higher pitch and, and, and with passion. Uh, and you can find your own communication style, but you want to be confident uh, because the research tells us that having emotions uh, when you speak, having a high number of words per interview answer and having a positive language embedded into your answers results in a higher number of job offers. Yes, amazing. I find um, when I've coached clients for interviews, they're thinking about themselves how they're going to look where they're going to go what the other panel members are like and and they do lose focus on those three core things so i can see how they would be so powerful that links um to self-esteem so what if what the research shows us so my book um was based on like a lot of research papers that i read uh, and it's on the psychology of how people feel and how people talk so if you've got low self-esteem, you normally have an external focus where you focus on everything you just mentioned, like, you know, what's the yes. interview writing down? Why are they not looking at me in the eyes and all this other stuff? Yeah. If you've got a high level of self-esteem, your focus is internal. You think about how can I explain what I'm good at to that employer? How can I make that? As a coach, you, you often think, how can I make an impact on, on that person? So your self-esteem links to your focus, which mm -hmm. uh, then equals to how you present yourself in that job interview. So you get your self-esteem high really helps you to present yourself in a powerful way. So true. And I think the work that you're doing now is so powerful. I don't know what the landscape is like over there in the UK, but in Australia, there's a high sense of fear around employment. There's dissonance between people that want to get vaccinated, do not want to get vaccinated, um, limited choice around what the employers expect around those personal choices and people are, are looking for different options. And I think the fear is around, though, will I get another job? Will I be able to get the same or more money or the job that I want? So I think universally this work that you're doing to support people um, in being able to take that step confidently is, is so important, particularly now. And, and there's like a kind of step up to that as well because, 
Um, obviously, COVID has, you know, had massive impacts on everyone across the world. But even without that, we're living in a globalization world now, aren't we, where people working in Australia or living in Australia might work in America or England or France, can't That's because right. technology, we can work anywhere. So your competition's yes. kind of global uh, as well. AI, technology, big data is really changing the job market. So um, some of the jobs that we'll be doing in 10 years currently don't exist. Some of the jobs that we're doing right now will be automated or AI and robots will be doing those positions. And what yes. that means is most people job hop every three to five years. And most people have like three or four careers throughout their lifetime. So job interviews is a big part of life now. We don't stay in one job for life and get the golden handshake. We're moving around all the time, sharing our skills, sharing our experiences. And employers really want people who have you know, new ideas, who are innovative, who are creative, who can get one, one skill set or one experience from one career and bring it into another because that helps them evolve a lot quicker. You know, yes. technology and stuff changes and, and customer demand and politics just changes uh, what companies produce. So they need people to be changing and evolving all the time. Mm. It's, it's a really exciting time, actually, uh, from yes. that perspective. Uh, it blows my mind. This is what I'm saying. We can, we can work anywhere as long as we're willing to work the hours. Yeah. We can literally work anywhere in the world now. It's so, it's so good. And a lot of people as well will have, have like a full-time job. So they've got a bit of security, they've got a, a, an income coming in. Uh, but then they'll have a couple of side hustles. So I don't know, they'll design a product and put it on Kickstarter or they'll have a YouTube channel, won't they? Or they'll sell things on eBay maybe. Or yeah. I don't know, they'll, they'll be a singer <laughs> or a web designer at night. You know, it's 3 a.m. It's, it's 5 to 4 now in the UK. And I'm yeah. like on this podcast, we can do whatever we want to do, can't we? It's, it's, you know, there's, there's loads of barriers, there's loads of negative stuff uh, in the world, but it's also loads of opportunity, loads of positive things. Think about what makes you happy. Think about what will make you successful and just go and do it. Take yes. action. Take action. That is the key. One of my favorite people is Elon Musk because he's like early on, like had businesses that didn't work, made loads of mistakes. He started designing those rockets, didn't he? And they all blew up, you know, it didn't work yeah. for him, but he carried on designing, carried on being because he had a passion he had something he wanted to achieve uh, and I think you can take a lot from that oh 100% yeah it's speaking my language I'm I'm trying not to interrupt you by screaming yes like after every <laughs> sentence oh it's just been beautiful having you on the show and your light is amazing uh, I can't wait to continue to watch you and the work that you do with your clients um, and also read your book that's definitely on my list so um, I'm just also grateful for your permission to put all of your links in my show notes so that way if people are watching on YouTube or they're listening to you on any of the, the podcast channels, they can just scroll down and click on you and um, be able to either work with you or get your products and, like, change their circumstances as like, all of your clients have. Um, just mind-blowing. I, I think it would be good for us to diarise a catch-up in a year's time and see, like, where we're at. Who yeah, knows? Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think we've got so much in common and it's like really good reports. It'd be so good to catch up and share some more advice with the listeners. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would be definitely open to that. So before I wrap up, is there anything like that you really passionate about? Oh, just this blue Ulysses butterfly flew past. I know it's probably weird for your followers in the UK. I'm sitting like pretty much in the rainforest, but they're very, very rare butterfly. Hopefully it flies behind me really big bright blue iridescent butterfly well Sorry. last week i was but, uh, I went yeah. to see my, 
So, so I was going to say, last week I went to see some family down south uh, in England and we went to a butterfly, uh, they call it a butterfly zoo, but it's where they breed butterflies and it was amazing. So you walk through this um, fake forest and there's like thousands of butterflies just flying everywhere. It was so cool. Amazing. Nothing to so, do with job interviews. But it was, it was well, everything to do with job interviews, I think, because it's it's like my thing around evolution, like, when we're getting ready for the job interview, I think that's like when we're in a cocoon and we're writing the application and we're, we're thinking about it. And, you know, when you nail it and you, you get the contract, it's like you just spread your wings and it's like, yes, I'm off on my next adventure. Um, and, but when I felt into my heart, like I need to create a space for Christus to share whatever wisdom he has left, this butterfly just emerged. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> bring it. What have you yeah, got? So my, my final wisdom is, in a job interview, you're talking about you. Who's the best person to know about you? It's you, isn't it? So all you have to do is just be positive about yourself. It's easy. We communicate every single day. We communicated all our life. All you got to do is be positive for 45 minutes and then you'll be successful. Yes. That is very, very powerful. Very great wisdom. I'm so thank you, thankful for your time today on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to staying in touch. I can just feel your passion and light. I can't imagine what it would be like to be one of your clients. Um, so amazing. Um, such a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting me down again. I've really enjoyed today's, uh, today's chat. Oh, me too. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening into my podcast. It's been an absolute privilege to serve you. And if you've really enjoyed the content, I would love to gift you a ticket to my next half-day workshop. So please feel free just to DM me or PM me and I look forward to sending you your free ticket. Take care and God bless.